Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Let's talk the United States. And uh, joining me right now is Brooke Spector. He's an associate editor at the Daily Maverick. He's a former American diplomat. And uh, he is the man, what knows? He's also the... He's a presenter of the Deep Dive with Brooke Spector every Friday morning at nine o'clock. And if you haven't heard it, you need to. Like, where have you been, really? Brooke Spector, how are you? Good morning. Thanks for the plug for Friday morning. You're welcome. Uh, You're welcome. Yeah, we for wanna, my job. We want to build that audience <laughs> serious stuff. Brooks, how warm or how cold is the relationship between the United States and Israel? And well, why does it feel like it's story. not so solid? Um, The relationship between countries is solid. The relationship between uh, two country leaders has some issues, and those are different things. I mean, the the extent to which uh, Americans generally, not everybody obviously, but generally uh, has uh, appropriate and warm feelings toward the Israeli state and its people uh, continue uh, as pretty much as they have been despite the current circumstances. The relationship between President Joe Biden and Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has taken a significant uh, downward slide uh, in part because Netanyahu seems impervious uh, to the uh, the gentle murmurings, the uh, the uh, suggestions, the arm waving, and eventually the screaming and yelling uh, that uh, is saying, wait a minute, you have to start beginning to think about the next chapter. Uh, it is not enough to spend your time planning uh, the uh, continuing invasion and military activity uh, in Gaza. You have to begin to concentrate your mind on what happens afterwards. And the Biden administration has staked its future on this question now, on that next chapter, on how is uh, the relationship between Israel and its state neighbors, places like Saudi Arabia, places like uh, Qatar, place and, and other nations, how is that going to evolve and in what kind of format is a plan for the long-expressed two-state solution going to evolve out of that? To the extent to which Benjamin Netanyahu uh, refuses to embrace those ideas is the extent to which the relationship between the two leaders uh, hits some choppy waters. That's so interesting because at the onset of the war, America really did look like an ally on every single front, right? You had uh, these aircraft carriers. One of them was the Gerald Ford, and they were based there, and they had the aircraft, and they actually had military um, assistance and military, well, what you would, what, what certainly what I would, and I say this as a layperson, but certainly what I would expect an ally to look like. And then there was, I think it was two months ago, firstly the Gerald Ford was removed. The aircraft carriers were removed from the from uh, the from the Mediterranean, and there was also that um, that bill. It was funding. It was a sixty. 60- 
billion for the Ukraine, $10 billion for the United States, and it was coupled with something about uh, the Mexican border. And that bill was rejected by Congress. They didn't pass it. And then they separated the Mexican the Mexican issue from the funding for Ukraine and and Israel and that was rejected as well and now they've got one for Taiwan for Israel Taiwan Israel and Ukraine for I think 95 billion dollars and I'm not sure if that's been passed or not but the funding is a big part of being an ally Brooks well uh, let's be clear uh, the administration, that is the Biden administration, uh, is proposing the funding for uh, Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan. Uh, it originally had backed the idea that the funding for those three nations, plus enhancements for border security, was part of the Biden administration's plan. And some of its critics uh, said that was represent that represented a caving in on border security, too strict an, uh, a, a, uh, an imposition of controls and so forth. Uh, but the administration, the current administration, has has consistently uh, pushed for and and supported the idea of funding for military assistance to the, uh, or sales to the three nations. Uh, moving aircraft carriers is a fairly routine kind of of effort. Uh, remember that the, the U.S. military, especially the Navy now, uh, is dealing not just with the possibilities of further conflict in the region that we're talking about, but also further to the south in the, uh, the, uh, the, the straits in, in the southern part of the Red Sea, which represents a, a major part of, in normal terms, global shipping routes but which because of the Houthi rebel group has, has basically shut that down as a trade route. Right, now it's all um, going overland, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, you have to go around the, uh, the, the, the entirety of Africa, which, which could be a good thing if you were a uh, ship's uh, servicing company in Cape Town, but unfortunately some of those companies don't seem to have been able to grasp that either. What... What you're seeing, though, is a, re a reluctance in Congress to uh, support funding for those three nations, even though originally Republican congressmen and senators called for it. Um, and this is in part a function of Donald Trump's insistence that there shouldn't be this bill because it would produce not enough strength on the board. And so that's where we are now. Uh, but also keep in mind, we're, at one level, it's tactics. At another level, it's strategic. Right. And the, the issue that confronts the What's the, the difference Biden between industry, tactics and strategy? Well, tactics is what you do in terms of a battlefield, in terms of a, of a conflict area. Strategy is your view about why you're doing it, how you're going to do it, and the overall effect of what you're doing. And the strategy now is to achieve a rapprochement or an agreement, Israel, Saudi Arabia, a number of other countries, a two-state solution, and some way, shape, or form of bringing the conflict in Gaza to an end all at the same time. Now, that may be a utopian dream, but that is, that's effectively the plan now out of Washington.
Brooks, that is where we have to leave it. But uh, thank you very, very much. And uh, we'll catch We'll catch you this Friday, tomorrow, 9 a.m. So that's a Brooke Spector. He's associate editor at the Daily Maverick. He's also the former U.S. diplomat. And uh, Ronnie weighing in, she says the Biden administration has misrepresented Israel's actions of self-defense and making unreasonable demands of Israel. That's what this is about. Do you agree with Ronnie? Maybe, maybe not. Um, Justin says, Hi, Kathy. These new number plates seem like just another way to tie us all into the new totalitarian world system. <gasps> no. So you can at least still remove your number plates if you wish to and don't need a vehicle tracking system. <gasps> Justin. <laughs> you know, it can't make this up. Can't make it up, so it might as well. It might as well. Who knows? New world order. I don't know. <laughs> just give me more you too <laughs> but we're going to continue these conversations all happening right here tomorrow morning between six and nine